Welcome to Thank God It's Monday with Tony Aliogenarafa. When we think time management, what comes to mind is productivity, being able to achieve more with less time. So a lot of people think that managing their time is about cramming more and more things into their day or mastering advanced tricks like multitasking, being more efficient and intentional. But for all the talk about time management, Time is not really something we can manage. Time moves on without regards to our use or misuse of it. For us as Christians, the first thing to say about being intentional with our time is that scripture commands it. Giving attention to better use of time isn't a secular creation. The recent glut of business books on the topic is long preceded by the teachings of the Bible. Not only does the Apostle Paul give us the chatter in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, which says, and I quote, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but wise, making the best use of time. End of quote. But even a millennium and a half earlier, the prayer of Moses asked for God's help to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. In Psalm 90, verse 12. Time management, whether it's Christian or not, it's not about doing more things. It's about doing the right things. It's about taking a step back and asking yourself, what is the purpose of my life? Why am I doing the things I'm doing? What do I want out of life? And what do I want my life to look like in two years, five years, or 20 years from now? What goals do I need to set to reach this outcome? What actions do I need to take to meet my goals? It should be apparent that when you start asking profound questions about the purpose of your life, a Christian approach is going to have very different answers from a non-Christian one. And we will set different goals in order to fulfill this purpose. We all tend to think of time chronologically. We think of having 24 hours in a day. We define our work week by the number of hours that we work. We have a list of things to do and only so much time to get everything done. Being conscious of our minutes and seconds is a good thing. We should number our days as the scripture says. Our time on earth is so brief and we want to be good stewards of every second that we have to glorify God on earth. But ironically, this chronological mindset may blind us to what Apostle Paul is saying in Ephesians 5. Paul's instruction is to redeem or if you like, to purchase from slavery our time by paying attention and taking advantage of the opportune times and season. Because life happens in seasons. Life is short. James chapter 4 verse 14 says, and I quote, You are just a vapor that appears for a while and then vanishes away. End of quote. Time is a depreciating asset. Our remaining time on earth is being constantly depleted second by second. The realization that our time is a limited resource combines with our Christian's view of life's purpose to show us the necessity of using our time wisely. Our time is a resource given by God, entrusted to us to manage well. Just as we are good stewards of our money, so also we are to be good stewards of our time. The way we spend our time becomes not just a practical matter of maximum effectiveness, it becomes a spiritual decision. We'll take a break here and I'll return shortly after the break.
just a sweet word the table is prepared for you Wishing you Godspeed, glory. There will be mountains you won't move. Still, I'll always be there for you. How I do. Welcome back. The true test of time stewardship doesn't come in a lofty annual goal setting session. It comes in day-to-day -day implementation, in the minute-by-minute -minute struggle to maintain our work ethic instead of giving in to our inner procrastinator. On this practical level, the Christian is comforted, encouraged, challenged, and motivated by a wealth of scriptural passages. When the rubber meets the road, the Bible-focused Christian will think and act differently even in the seemingly small daily decisions. While maximizing your effectiveness and accomplishing great things are certainly worthwhile pursuits, they are only a portion of the holistic view of time and life that a believer holds. Spending time with family, serving in ministry, taking proper time to rest, and maintaining a daily relationship with Jesus will be all important to a Christ follower. So naturally, discussions on time management will speak on these priorities. What it really comes down to is that time management is about life management. And as Christians, we manage our very lives based on the principles of the one who came so that we may have life and have it abundantly. That we do not live for our own glory. That the point of your life isn't you and that your life is too brief to live for and too small to be the purpose of your life. The best use of time is using our lives in this world to most powerfully impact eternity. It is about doing things, things that bring glory to God. But it's so much more. It's about doing the right thing at the right time, in the right way, with the right heart. Today, they tell us to take charge of our daily routine before someone else does. That the biggest problem we face is reactionary workflow and that we must vigilantly guard our sacred schedule from the invasion of others needs and priorities perhaps more than ever before we need to hear from our loving father the hard but happy reminder in first corinthians 6 19 and 20 tailored into our planning your time is not your own you were bought with a price so glorify god in your schedule but what then if our time is ultimately not our own, but His, how will faith direct the time we are stewarding on loan? One key principle in making our time management Christian is this. Let love for others be the driver of your disciplined, intentional planning. It is love for others that fulfill God's law in Romans chapter 13, verse 10, which says, Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Sanctifying our time Godward would mean spending it on others in the manifold act of love. Good works glorify God, not by meeting his needs, he doesn't have any, but through serving others, 
As Martin Luther so memorably said, it is not God who needs your good works, but your neighbor. When we ask that God teach us to count our days, this is the lesson we learn time and again. One way to make it practical is to schedule the time both for proactive good in the calling God has given us and reactive good that respond to the urgent needs of others. Learning to let love inspire and drive our planning likely will mean fairly rigid blocks for our proactive labors along with generous margin and planned flexibility to regularly meet the unplanned needs of others. Just before we go, let us pray. Heavenly Father, teach me to number my days that I might gain a heart of wisdom and fulfill your purpose for my life. Help me to live as if my life has a point, but realizing that I am not the point. May I always honor you with my daily schedule. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's where we come to the end of our time together today. Thanks for hanging with me. Look forward to having you next week. Stay blessed and have a glorious week ahead.